there, my friend. Ah, uh, not much, brother. Not much. Just get me to record. Just listen to my mom real quick. How's it going? Very good, very good. Now, welcome everybody, and thank you for joining us on this special episode today. We have to talk about this movie and get ready to talk about it because it was a great movie, man. It was phenomenal, actually, to I might say. But for those fans out there, ladies and gents, it's old man RJ and Tony the Kid here at the show. Want to say thank y'all again. And it's what to watch Wednesday, everybody. Eternal style now. That's right, Marvel's Eternals from the MCU most recent release. Oh man, RJ, what did you think of the movie, my friend? First, I gotta thank, uh, I think it was you or Alex, uh, the barber, who uh, hooked us up with the tickets, you know, for the movie. Gotta thank y'all for that. No problem. Um, it was pretty cool to go with the family to watch this movie, so um, uh, there was a little, like, scene that I don't think was family-friendly, but other than that, man, this movie was spectacular. I don't know. I can't see why a lot of people might have hated it. There was a little thing that happened there that, you know, made us, uh, might have got people to be like, oh, why is this going on, you know? And, oh, this movie's not the worst movie ever. But do it to me. Uh, the fight scenes were cool. The, the villains, of course, are, uh, when you think the villains are what they are, you, uh, you don't expect it to be, um, that one twist then, you know? Exactly. Yes. I, I, well, let's put it this way. I I don't get the whole fuss. I, I would have to agree with you, old man. I don't get what the whole fuss was. When I when these movies come out, like I said, there are we've always talked about movies when we review movies beforehand and kind of pre you know, pre set them up and think about what they're gonna be like. And, you know, watching the trailers you get an idea of what a movie's gonna be about. When you got this particular trailer, you kind of knew this was going to be more of a Nick Gritty type of MCU film, a little different pace and style compared to what we're used to on, you know, watching like uh, Captain America, Iron Man, like it's different characters, different meaning, different definition, backgrounds and all that type of stuff. So first of all, when you even look at the comic book cover, you get you get like that adult vibe to the to the type of you know show this is basically right. So, yeah, very much. Right. With that being said, it's already kind of you're already setting yourself up right there. Okay, bam, it's gonna be more more of for the adults than it is for the kids on this time around, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if go you ahead. look at you know when you're looking at comic books. Uh, most comics have never been child friendly. They've been more uh, ability kids more into life than when parents can't, you know, because parents are sometimes real busy. So comics mm-hmm. teaches you uh, basic stuff that you need, like you know, it teaches you what a drug addiction could do to you and stuff like. That. So exactly. when this movie came out, of course, a lot of things that happened are just opening the eyes to kids to understand more things that are going around. Exactly. And with this movie particularly, I think everyone was more on the fences with, um, let's be honest, the old man RJ, let's just keep it real, keep it real with our fans. People were having a disagreement with the LBGQT whatever community, I'm sorry, you know, with that type of style and that reference to being involved in the Marvel, in the Marvel Universe, basically, in the MCU. Now, I, on the other hand, 
it, you know, we have family members, of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is. There's no judgment that, at all whatsoever. So what's the big deal? What is the big deal? What's the fuss? Why? You know what I mean? Like there's no reason or purpose to it. Is you teach your kids however you need to teach your kids, right? Teach one to love others with you know without judgment. That's it, plain and simple. So this shouldn't have been a big deal at all whatsoever in this film. I I feel like they they just kind of preset it up for you know judgment and making it worse than it what it really truly is. And I didn't yeah, see any. Uh... I didn't see anything. I I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not that type of style of a parent, so I don't under. I don't get it. Maybe at all whatsoever. So for me, I, I can't. I can't understand what the whole commotion was. I'm guessing just people. You know, the ones that have always been against this are always going to be against this, no matter what. But to me, it was, that it was short. You know, it wasn't even like it was a small thing, and it just went by fast. Agreed. Like, yes. there's, there's no, uh, like, there's no reason to even be angry at it. One, the film looks spectacular, no matter what. Right. Agreed. Agreed. It was phenomenally put together. Uh, phenomenally put together, I might add. I would have to say, all around, it, I give it an actual A. I definitely think it was definitely a lot better, for sure, than an Age of Ultron, let's put it that way. It's in the likes of, you know, real life events, seriousness in the likes of uh, Winter Soldier when that first came out. And the thing I like about it is that the Eternals, uh, they had kind of like a, uh, each member of the team had, um, you know, even though they were what they were, they still had like a human uh, emotions within them. Right, exactly. And it just, it really, I don't know, man, this, this different styles of the Eternals is totally different. I, I would have to say it really was pretty dope. I did like how they try to connect themselves to ancient history, of course. You know, having some type of, you know, part in, in the past. Like and, King Arthur. Right, like King Arthur, of course. The whole spiel with, even at that, like, oh, oh man, like if you looked at the, at the end credits and you're watching as you know how like when they show those pictures of ancient history or whatnot like you kind of have an understanding or a, a little bit of a somewhat reference to that the reason why they put it up there was to say basically all of our ancient history had to do with something of an eternal had to do with something and they were they've been on our earth for like seven thousand years i believe they were right exactly Right, they were pretty much there at the beginning of time, basically. Since then, teaching the civilization and everything. So, right, exactly the pyramids. It look at look at the ship that they were riding on. The style of it being being of a tri like a, a diamond type shape thing. So it made sense. Like they were the ones that were around ever since, uh, you know, ever since the days of. Uh, of Apocalypse himself, you know, from X-Men, hey. which will probably be getting more into now that X-Men have been acquired by uh, Marvel, and now Marvel is trying to soon distribute X-Men. So. Right, exactly. So we kind of need to know what other, what's going to be the future like for this. You know, we kind of found out that 
obviously not all of them passed away. There are some characters, of course, you guys, that you guys have to know, of course, that war will be going ahead and moving forward for the franchise. And obviously, you know, one of those characters, if you guys must know, but for sure, for a simple fact, I have to say, you know, of Alex's favorite, you know, woman type of actress in the world has to be Angelina Jolie. <laughs> That's mine too. She was my choice for Catwoman for a while when what? Ben Affleck took over. What the heck? I can't with you guys. You guys get on my nerves. I can't really like her. I never really, you know, I didn't find anything wrong with Angelina Jolie type of grow, growing up. You know, I found it was okay as a kid. I think especially in Laura Craft, it, that was pretty dope. But other huh? than that, I, you know, mm, yeah. I think everybody has their taste, like I said before, uh, especially like when we talk about the air cut, you know, and I said, everyone has their taste in, um, you know, not just in actresses, but also in movies. And, you know, even me, I prefer there's some actors I would go watch a movie of. And there's some actors I'm like, nah, not a big fan of that guy. Yeah. And the like, same with you and Tully. For, for me, it would have been Angelina, uh, it would have been uh, Holly Berry. That would have been mine. Back in the days. Yeah, I like Halle Berry. The you one girl I, mean? I wasn't keen, keen on was uh, I was I was a fan of Lindsay Lohan until she like went downhill. I was never a fan <laughs> of Paris Hilton and that other girl. Never like you know I liked yeah. them, but I wasn't a big fan of them. I don't. And when we're trying to get into movies, I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do so, it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't go for it. But yeah, uh, so it's like. It's good to see that not all of the Eternals, you know, are missing that are going to be back for it. The one big thing, everybody, there are there is going to be a celestial type of, uh, let's say, trial. You would have to say, right, old man? Mm-hmm. That's there a little is, too much. But no, no, that's actually okay. Of course, if you know Eternals, you know, there'll be more celestial going around. And not just that, but there's more Eternals out there, too, as they right. sell, you know, as they said, so. Of course, this is going to expand to a sequel. Right, exactly. So it could lead into definitely a sequel. Could it also lead into, let's say, the mutants, if anything, too, as well? Could it lead into them, you know, um, reproducing, possibly giving powers or something like that? You know, not knowing for sure. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe maybe this brings in, uh, brings back the Inhumans. Not just that. Probably the Turtles have a lot to do with the mutant itself. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like that. I like that. The other yeah. thing I like is um, how each one had a special power that kind of mimics that of uh, the mutants. You had a girl that self heals, kind of like how Rogue does and Wolverine did, if you paid attention nice. to that. Nice. You had the best one that ran like all around like crazy. If you pay attention to uh, Quicksilver, uh, you had the girl that can like disappear and reappear, kind of like how Nightcrawler does. So, mm-hmm. in a way, you're looking at all these characters that are already, you know, that can be developing into the X Men universe as it is. Yep. Agreed. But not, not just that universe, but 20 characters. Uh, you see what the end credits gave, and I'm gonna let you talk about what happened Ooh. in the end credits because you could spoil that part. <laughs> oh man, you like it for letting me do this. So, everybody, everybody's been waiting to see what end credits. Last few Marvel scenes, 
We're fantastic, everybody. It is getting you set up and excited for the future, everyone. Well, let's give you the first end credit scene. Of course, the first post one that came about. We all found out that Star Fox is coming to the MCU. We all kind of figured that once Thanos stepped his butt up in there, too, as well. What's going to happen with Star Fox? Will he come in? When will he come in? It was inevitable. Then, show enough, he shows up. Possibly, in a way, I don't know, old man RJ. If you really pay, if you were paying attention like I was, he was somewhat dressed in the same style of costume as the Eternals. Am I right? Did you notice that a little bit? Yeah, actually, I did. He actually even said that he is an Eternal himself. Yeah. So, if we all know somewhat of the history of Star Fox and Thanos, it seems to us that he is in relation to Thena. Which obviously I first thought was Tina could possibly be the mother of both, of or at least maybe if General it could be at least the uh, mother of Thanos. Doesn't look like it. Sounds like it. Looks like they're cousins in the comic books, if I'm not mistaken, or some sorts. That's where they're thinking about heading to. I don't know. That could be interesting to see. That could be a sight to see, right? Yeah, actually, that would be very interesting to see where this leads to. They could either be. If they're aiming at Athena being their mother, that would be more uh, interesting, too, because, of course, uh, they've been in two different planets. It, there you go. That's the other big thing. The fact that they've been in other planets and other worlds at different time frames, this can open up doors to those type of possibilities. So that's all leading to see what's going to happen next. Now. The other big spoiler, everybody, which is my favorite, my favorite of all time at the moment right now, wondering when the heck was Marvel going to enter Blade, everyone? So, there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, of course, of not knowing who that person was that was talking to uh, the gentleman from Games of Thrones, who's now going to be leading into the MCU as the Black Knight. So, you see him reaching for his family crest, type of uh, box, basically, right? Opens up the box, shows the sword, the dark sword of, I guess, his ancestors, of all black knights that led him before him, okay? Touches it, you kind of see the sword seem like it's have this symbiote, symbiote style of to lifeness, you would have to say, like it connects them, of course, like it, I think if he were to really get a hold of that sword, it really would like if we see the history, it really would affected him in eternally, mainly. Like they're gonna, be, there's gonna be a special bond that connects with that sword. Okay. Soon as he's touching that sword, you hear a voice that says, "What does it say, old man RJ?" Did he say something about? Are you sure you're ready for this? Something like that. That's right. Goes. Are you sure you're ready for this? Now. The only body, and I'm good with voices, I'm good with freaking faces, the only voice that that and it only can be, as soon as you hear it, has to be Mr. Ali, who obviously we now know will be betraying... Portraying. Portraying, correct, sorry. Blade. <laughs> Blade, everybody. The freaking vampire hunter... The phenomenal, the one and only Daywalker Blade, everyone. Yes, joining the MCU, he shows up in style. Now, 
How exciting is that to say? Oh, man. How exciting is that? Well, first of all, I didn't know much about Blade and uh, whoever Kate Harrington is playing. I think it's Dark Knight or Moon Knight. No, 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 it's not Moon Knight. Who's Kate Harrington's character going to be? I believe it's Dark Knight or Black Knight, actually. Black Knight. Black, Black Knight. So, I didn't know that Black Knight and Blade had something in common as a team-up. So this is very interesting because it leads to a major team-up coming up soon, which we are going to talk about later on in one of our episodes called The Midnight Suns. That's right. Dude, that's crazy. When I saw everything about The Midnight Suns, I'm like, dang, <laughs> we definitely can use that. No, agreed. There's a lot. Now, not when we looked it up because old man RJ did not know this was Mr. Ali as Blade or the voice of his. And he's like, I had no idea. I didn't know. What? That was? Oh, my God. That's crazy. So Tony the Kid had to school him on who that guy is. That's right. I'd had to school you, my friend. I really did. I cannot believe you did not know that was him. That was freaking fantastic. I can't even... Let's put it this way. I can't even get your girl's name right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me yeah, stick him in the nose. Is it I'm, I can't even... I know it's all leave. I can't tell if it's Mustafa. Right. No. Something like that. All right? I don't know the beginning of things. You know me. I'm not a good name. So I know one name. I'm going to stick to it. So I, I know that one. <laughs> so, yes. Right. That, correct. So when we're looking into it and the uh, you know watching a video, of course, not sure, too sure where that where it came from. But when you Google it and you see the understanding of it, that was the first one we clicked on, and we wanted to see what's going on. Obviously, we got the good stories of possibilities. Them stating that they have a connection as the Midnight Suns, which thus team pretty much it, names that are involved into that are the Punisher, of course, which we already have in the MCU, definitely. Black Knight, definitely Blade, Moon Knight, which obviously will be coming out very shortly on Disney Plus, and one of the one and only Ghost Rider. So this could bring all of those characters in the, their own way as a great team up. And right now, seems like they're you know Disney wants to distribute a lot of different things, maybe more of their adult content on Hulu. And at this moment, right now. I think we could be looking at that for a good team-up. Don't you think? Yeah, I believe that. If they do a Hulu series, that'd be perfect. Because I'm like, I wouldn't mind a movie, but I believe that this needs to be... Because you need a whole, like, an entire one-hour episode for people to watch and be hyped every day. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. could lead up to that, everybody. And it's just going to be a fantastic introduction to... Blade to the MCU. Now, I know they were kind of wanting to... Excuse me, everybody. Had to come out wrong. Uh, They wanted to, of course, everyone, for Blade to come out in the movies. Do you think that... I still think that's possible, old man RJ, for Blade to come out and make his own solo film movie, of course. But to do the connection of everyone else and to have their own little set series, like what they're trying to do, Hulu may be the correct place to keep them at. And it also helps Hulu out because, you know, if you want to have a good uh, relationship with a company, it's best to give Hulu something. Agreed. After the acquisition, when they bought out uh, 
21st Century Fox. Obviously, Hulu had to come with it. And right now, at the moment, using their adult content to keep the adult, you know, keep that set of the audience in there, that would be a perfect place. Even at that, you guys, it could even bring back Punisher, which actually cut ties with the Midnight Suns or Midnight Knights, right? Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. So mm-hmm. even Punisher's involved in that a little bit, has a crossing hair, of course. So it, it's a possibility. Everything is a possibility. Everything's on the table. And if they can keep the storyline intact, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see that happen. Dude, the other thing I like, uh, one thing I want to give a shout out to is Sama Hayek as an actor nowadays. She's grown to be really a uh, powerful actress out there with her uh, ability to, to really, like, how do I say it, um, be the star of this film. Yeah, agreed. I would have to say it's just who she is as an actress, who she is and grown up to be as a person from when we first saw her on, uh, what movie was that? Uh, Dawn of the Dead, right? No. 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 There's something about that, though. It had to do with vampires. From yeah. Dust to Dawn. Dust to Dawn. There you go. From Dust to Dawn as her being the ultimate vampire chick. Now, and I'm saying it the ultimate vampire chick because there ain't no other woman that will ever be as good as a vampire chick than Selma Hayek. Just saying that, no, I know for a fact that's a fact. Ain't nobody else gonna argue with me about that at all whatsoever. Ultimate no. vampire chick. No, no arguments on my end. She was amazing so, in that movie. Over here, she went from being that, like, you know, used for that role only to being. A more major powerful house role, right? Exactly. So it just shows how where she's come from as an actress and the growth that she's had, and the fact that she finally made her you know introduction to the MCU in a great way, in a great phenomenal way. And I really hope that everyone who's seen it, especially seeing her and his portray this character, gets to understand that basically, man, just the iconicness of who she is. Put that way. I agree. I liked her portrayal in this movie, even though I don't know much about their channels, but um, their characterizations, the way they, like the way they had good chemistry within each other, yep. was one of the best parts of this film. Agreed. I think that made it more. I don't know. It just made it more intensely let's put it that way the drama scenes were better yes this movie was more of a if you really look at it the movie was more of a talkative movie it wasn't too much of the action too much of you know anything like that or the drama this it was the intense that they brought in with the story that that was intact with it um and especially between you know most of the characters each character you could tell had a, a special bond with someone else you know Icarus, of course, had a special bond with uh, Siri, if that's or Sakuri or whatever her name is. Siri, I think it was. Right. And then, you know, he also kind of had somewhat of a connection to um, the gentleman that had the <laughs> had the sidekick. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think the sidekick was like the best part of that film, too. He oh, came out yeah. with cameras 
okay, I'm gonna just ruin that part. He came out. He had cameras everywhere, and they're like, "What are you coming out with these things?" <laughs> he, he's like that. He got that shot. That was a great shot, boss. I got it. <laughs> so you know, it has those moments. It, it's a typical Marvel movie. It's a typical Marvel movie, entertaining to say the least. It's great, but I I can see where people kind of got the idea that this movie was a little bit more of adult friendly, like because it involved a lot of connection of human human nature. The understanding of humans, the, the the importance of our free will, if anything, if you may ask, and that's a lot. That's a lot brought up in the movie. Which I'm surprised that Rotten Tomatoes, being such a Marvel fandom that they are, would give it such a low score that they've given it. Because they're run by idiots. They're another company that's run by idiots, like Warner Brothers. That's another team of idiots. Is Rotten Tomatoes? They're a bunch of idiots. That just sits there and judge movies just because I, I don't know. I don't know. That you just man that for whatever criteria that they have sucks. All I gotta say is it sucks. You guys suck. The criteria sucks. Ain't nothing great about it. Let's put it that way. Sorry. I think the reason why they gave them such a low score, they were aiming at any Marvel movie they could give a low score to because of people calling them out for being Marvel biased. So they, I think that's why you kind of attack Eternals out of all the movies. They're like, well, let's give a very low score to this movie because not that many people know about these guys. Which sucked at that. Which even sucked at that too because this movie didn't deserve it. This movie was all around good, all around good to almost being great. All right, almost. It was just as almost as good as freaking Infinity War. Close to it. Not there, but just close to it. You know what I mean? And it, it was just as good as a Winter Soldier movie, which Winter Soldier was, what, for at one point, one of the best MCU movies out there. And it's, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's a good it's a good film, everybody. For those who are comic book fans like we are, it's a great film to go and watch. You know, especially for those who don't know too much of the Eternals, who don't know too much of, you know, the plot of the whole series or what the basic you know, idea is for this film. It's open to question. It's open to understanding and it keeps your ears open to just listen to the dialogue that's, you know, expressed. And I like that. I like that part of the film. Yeah, I did too. I think I definitely want to say if you want to watch this movie, I I would suggest you watch it. It's a, because they reach a stamp of approval from my end. (laughs) There you go. I agree. I definitely guess mine too as well. Oh, all right. Oh, man, RJ, I think that's it for the fans. I think that's all we got because we don't want to spoil too much, everyone. We'll come back with another recap, another review on the film as, you know, a couple weeks goes by. But this is definitely one of the ones we want to mention. Make sure you guys know that you need to go see it if it's still in theaters, but also, too, as well, when it does hit Disney Plus to make sure you guys order it and watch it because it's a good film. It's one of the good MCU films. That, that whole momentum of greatness basically did not stop with this at all whatsoever. So I'll keep up with that. All right. And uh, one more thing. Do you want to mention that we finally have a sponsor? I think you uh, uh I think you did that already in the beginning of the show, if I'm not mistaken. No? Oh, no, you mentioned that about the oh, tickets. No. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, well, 
you know, I think this will probably come out already. I think this is pretty late about it because I think another couple episodes will say it beforehand. But, you know, again, we want to say thank you, a special thank you to Alex, the barber, of course. He is a fellow reject brother of ours. He has sponsored us very kindly at his nice heart. A new mic system for our podcast, everyone. Now, I haven't used it today, of course, so you may hear this part of my end, and it's not it just yet. But I will eventually in a new episode, so you guys keep an eye on those for a fact. But thank you, Alex, the one for the sponsorship. We truly appreciate it. For those who want to go get a haircut here in the Lake County area, please look up Alex the Barber. He is on Booksy. He is there once you look him up, showing a little picture of him cutting some hair. Great guy. Great haircutter. He's been cutting my hair ever since we was kids, so never left anybody. He's my special barber. Let's keep it at that. But he's really well. All right. Old man RJ, want to say thank you to him too? Yeah. Um, Alex Barber, just want to say thank you for sponsoring us with this very awesome microphone. I uh, can't wait to have him to use it in our future episodes. And as Clint just said, uh, if you want a really good barber who uh, does, he will give you the best haircut you'll ever have because he really pays attention. Mm-hmm. I would recommend you go to Alex the Barber. He's really good. Uh, he does have an Instagram. Look up Alex the Barber 10. Uh, that's where you'll find him on Instagram and try to book a date with him to get a haircut. That's real. That's real. And if you guys can't find him on there, look us up on our podcast show on Reject Rundown over there on Instagram as well, too. You will see one of the posts that we did share of the mic that he brought us with. And the link is on there as well. So. Thank you guys again for joining us. Make sure you guys check us out on Google. Google us up on the Reject Run. Now you see all the podcasts posted up there on that podcast, Spotify, and YouTube as well, everyone. So, as always, for me, Tony K, we thank you for joining us. Oh, man, RJ, send them off. All right, everybody. Just stay out of my lawn. Get out of my house. And y'all have a good night. (laughs) That was good. Take care.